Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your favorite host, back here again today. Ooh, buddy, it's around 2.30 in the morning. It's been a long day. Uh, my staff, uh, they really did a good job. They did a good job tonight. Um, bartenders were outstanding. It's a cold Wednesday, and we had a good night. We had a good night, so I appreciate it. Um, but wow, can we be better? We can always be better. Uh, that's uh, that's another tale for another time. It's not why you tuned in today, although you should swing by Unique more often. We miss you. Come on by, say hello. I'm usually here. Contrary to popular belief, I do not live here. Uh, on Mondays, used to be on Wednesdays, I could slip out a little bit and go to the house and try and catch up on sleep. But, uh, you know, with the new young staff comes more hours and more time, and that's, that's part of it. And I understand it. I knew what I was getting into when I did it. Uh, so here we are. But let's jump into what you tuned in to listen to. And we're going to start out. With the World Series, you're welcome, Claymore. I know you're listening. Astros, Phillies. Just like we all said at the beginning of the season. Nobody else, nobody else said anything other than Astros, Phillies. I never heard anybody say Yankees, Dodgers, or possibly the White Sox, or the Indians. The Cardinals are going to make a magical run with their retirement home. Uh, repeat, get out of here. Repeats don't happen in baseball. Not since, what, 99, 2000 with the Yankees? You don't, you don't repeat in baseball. Get out of here. No, it's crazy. Now, let's get into this. Vegas says the Astros. The Astros are minus 190. Phillies are plus 160. All right. I like laying once a plus 160, but I do minus 190. Let me give you some historical facts. Let's look at when the Phillies won the World Series before. 1929. What happened? The stock market crashed. 1980. That was the worst recession the U.S. saw since World War II. 2008 is literally called the Great Recession. And now here... In 2022. Don't tell me we're not in a recession right now. Don't tell me. Hold on. If that's where we're at. 2980, 2008. Now it's 2022. Okay. Okay. I see where we're at. Game one, Friday night. They're giving Verlander the ball. And everybody goes, oh, wow, yeah, Cy Young candidate could win it. Good, really good. Yeah. Let's look at the World Series. How's he been in that? His teams are 1-6. His record is 0-6 with a 5.68 ERA in World Series games. You know that tells me? Game 1, plus 148, Phillies and the over. Over six and a half. Lay it. Phillies are hot. Now these few days off, these four or five days off that, that both teams have had, 
Is that going to hamper them in any way? I don't think so. I think the Phillies stay hot. Now, let's take a look at some of the props you could do, such as MVP. All right, now I'm not going through all of them. Listen, I'm going to give you a few of the guys. Uh, Alvarez for Houston is plus 600. Bryce Harper, plus 650. Aaron Nola, plus 1,200. Kyle Swarmer, plus 1,400. Nikki Castellanos, plus 4,000. All right. Now, I'll throw those out there because you got a couple of Cubs, a couple of favorites. The first thing you need to do is decide who's going to win the World Series. Because only once in the history of this has a man won the MVP off the losing team. And we all know that was Bobby Richardson, uh, 1960, I believe, for the Yankees. I think it was 60. I can look it up with my smartphone, but I'm not going to. Um, you can look it up. Check me. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, be the first one to text, DM anything, I'll give you a $10 bar tab on me. That's that's a couple of beers and a shot. You know, come on. If I'm wrong. If I'm right, okay, I'm right. So, I started looking at this. I started thinking, because I think the Phillies are going to take it. I'm a play day. I'm on board. Brad, all you Phillies out there, they're both you Phillies out there, I'm with you. And I hope you do. I do think that the Astros have great pitching. The Phillies are going to have to get over that hump. They're going to have to match it. And so immediately you go, okay, Aaron Nola and Wheeler, they're going to have to be huge. Thor's going to have to come up big. Mm, you know, whoever. They got to come up big. But then I started thinking about this. Last year, World Series MVP, who was it? Solaire. In 2020, it was Seager for the Dodgers. In 19, it was Strasburg. In 2018, it was Steve Pence for Boston. 2017, Springer for the Astros. 2016, Ben Zobos. What a man. Love that guy. What a man. And then 2015 was Salvador Perez. And as I was looking at that list, <coughs> I noticed that every one of them started with an S. Solaire, Seeger, Strasburg, Steve, Springer. Until you got the Zobos. But it's Zobos. It's a Z. It throws everything off. Salvador. The only one listed on the site, and now you can go to Vegas or bigger sites and literally pick any player on both rosters. But if you're on duck77.ag, <laughs> and unless you have an account with certain people, then you're not. It only lists so many. And only one name on there has an S. And that's Swarber, baby. Plus 1,400, you got me. I'm in it. The Cubs great gets another ring. He's going to hit bombs. People forget how big he was for that Cubs team because y'all think Brizzo. And let me take you back to 2016. Kyle Swarmer had to fly into Cleveland. By the way, Cleveland only had home field advantage because the All-Star game determined it at that time. The Cubs had the better record. Had 
the Cubs have had had home field, it would have hurt the Cubs because Swarber was injured and could not play in the field. All he could do was DH. And so in game six and seven, that giant bat that led the NL in home runs this year was in the lineup only because we were in Cleveland and he could DH. And he hit bombs. And you know what? He's going to do it again. Dusty Baker, sorry. This is the Cinderella story. I really, really wish that, uh, tag gummit. And right now, and I told you, it's 2.33 in the morning. I haven't been to bed in a day or so. But, uh, we had dark league last night. But, uh, the manager for the Phillies that got fired earlier this year that came for the Yankees. And for some reason, Joe Girardi. Thank you, Coleman. Joe Girardi. I would like to see him at some point get interviewed during this World Series. Like, hey, Joe, how you feeling about this? I thought it really would have been funny if it was Philly's Yankees. But mm, the analytics say hit the home run all year long, and you'll, get, and you'll be great. And they're right during the regular season. Become postseason, you got to choke up on the bat. You got to put the ball in play. You can't strike out 50 times in four games like the Yankees did. You got to play some small ball, or like I call it, baseball. And the New York Yankees didn't do it. And the Astros, the better team, are, are back in the World Series. Sorry, that's what happened. So, that's where we're at on everything. World Series, Phillies, you got it. Go get it. It's going to take six, maybe seven games. This is going to be a heck of a series. Ride the ebbs and flows. Game to game, everything changes. At-bat to at-bat, everything changes. Pitch to pitch, that at-bat changes. Everything, there's variables. Got to factor them all in. All right, let's jump on over to T-Town Dutley. Congratulations to Elena's Longshafts out of Hopper's Corner Bar. For the third straight season, they lift the trophy. They played against Darty SOBs out of Wheelhouse. Robert tried to use that tired old arm one more time to lift it up and give his boys another day of summer. And it just wasn't to be. Uh, 11 to 7. No, I was not able to go watch the match because I was playing in the tent, similar to the NIT, the Tuscaloosa Invitational. And we were down at uh, at Top Shelf Tavern. Formerly Nimi's Top Shelf Tavern. I guess McCullum's Top Shelf Tavern. Anyway, we were down there. And uh, so I wasn't able to watch it. I heard about it. I obviously saw the stat sheets and uh, got all those turned in. And it was really good. Now, I'm going to tell you all something that nobody else knows yet. All right? Last season, I made the decision as commissioner to bring back the playoff MVP. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, bring that back. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Bring that back. And I realize why it went away. It adds a lot of work on me. <laughs> I, have to, uh, I have to sit there and go through each individual player, their stats, and put them all in for the entire postseason. All right? And so by doing so, then it's a lot. It takes time. It is. Uh, and so I started out with Hopper's team and Darty SOBs because 
they had three matches, you know, in the playoffs. So I went through, put each individual stats in, did those, get their QPR and uh, their number. Okay, and then I was like, all right. Uh, I did say last season, if you did not make it to the semifinals, you're not eligible. Because you think about it. You play in the first round, you can literally play three games. Three games, and you're the playoff MVP? No. You could have a couple of good games out of a high QPR. No. I said you got to make it to the semifinals to be eligible. And so then I went to uh, Dartmouth Cometh to check on me and the boys and see how they did and put theirs in. And then lastly, I did Third Dark Magic. And lo and behold, Seth. I, I, and going into it, Troutman was, lead, Troutman was leading it. And then Seth overtook him. At a six QPR for the playoffs. And then the last one I did. Keon Daniel Conifar. Father of Leo. Husband of Madison. Friend to all. Had a 6.4 QPR. He will be the playoff MVP. It feels right. Because honestly, he was leading the regular season MVP most of the season. The last week, he has a bad week. This jabroni that probably doesn't even deserve to be in the top eight jumps up and steals it like a thief in the night. But you know what? I'm still going to hang that trophy up because I'm proud of it because I did it. Boom. Anyway. So Keon will get the playoff MVP. I picked up the regular season MVP. Could you imagine if we were on the same team? <laughs> For 17 seasons. Anyway, so now in the tit, you'll be happy to know that we did win down at top shelf. And 11-8, uh, I believe, was the final score. And so we will be going to Galette's because Galette's knocked off. They beat uh, against the odds. This Galette's team, man, these young kids, they can throw. They can do it. They're really good. They practice a lot. They've gotten better and better. They're understanding the strategies. You know, they're not going to be bamboozled and hoodwinked. You're not going to beat them with smoke and mirrors. you got to beat them by throwing better darts. And that's the only way to do it. Now, we were able to get them in the regular season here at Unique. Uh, I had a very big day. I'm going to need to have a very big day on Tuesday in the tip final. And this time it's down at Galette's at old Mr. Ezel's house. Sorry, Purdy, Jeff, and you all. But, yeah, we'll be down there. Uh, Woody will probably be behind the bar. It'll be a good time. Come on out. I'll tell you, I, you know, we were on the road last week. We were on the road. I was waiting on the overrated chance from the crowd. When I came in as the MVP, the overrated. I was waiting on them. And I was, uh, I was, but the crowd didn't seem to notice or care that we were there in any way whatsoever. Uh, so <laughs> that didn't happen. But I was hoping. I, give me the black hat. I'll put it on. I'll be the bad guy. Absolutely. Every time. I, I like being on the road. I like going into your house. It feels good to hit the game winning, the match winning dart. Turn around and shake hands with your team and go, hey, good match, good match, good match. Close my tab. Oh, I already did that before that game because I knew what was going to happen. I'm out. Actually, I did it because of shift change. But whatever. So... That's kind of where everything is right now.
But right now, Sweatman and Neese and them are sitting there going, Coleman, shut up. That's not why we tuned in. We want to hear your college football picks. Fine, okay. But the tit final next Tuesday, 6 p.m. start time at Galette's. And then, I got to say this, the singles league playoffs are starting this week. And I am sad to inform each of you, I did not make it. I ended the season with 57 points. So did my man Wayne. Wayne uh, beat the crap out of me when we played head-to-head. And so he's uh, he's the one that's in. He deserves it. Man, he's great. Uh, he'll get Will in the first round. And honestly, I like Wayne. Uh, Will's, Will's throwing good, though. That's going to be a good match. It's going to be a hard match. But... Man, uh, it'll just come down to who's hitting their outs. Uh, they're, they're both good. I mean, everybody that's in the top eight, in the playoffs, are all good players. Um, Keon against Tui. It'll be a fun one to watch. I know Tui whipped in pretty good last time they played, and I bet Keon remembers it. Uh, Meat against Drew Rhodes. <laughs> Let's sell some tickets. <coughs> and the underdog story himself. Nick Chichester at Glorybound is in the playoffs and he will get Eddie Eds in the first round. Boo, buddy. That's eight good players. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. I know Nick and Eddie aren't playing until next Monday, but we'll see about the rest. All right. Now, that's, look, Alabama's off this week. It's a bye week. All right. Calm down. So let's talk about some other football that is going on. And we will start in the SEC. And we will start with the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yeah. I'm still going to call it that. I get it. But they can't stop me. It's my podcast. World's largest outdoor cocktail party. Florida, Georgia. Look, Georgia all-time leads this series 53-44-2. But since 2007, they're dead even. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Um, obviously, Georgia won last season 34 to 7. They handled it pretty good. This game always in Jacksonville, uh, Florida, the neutral site game. One of the few, one of the few games left that still does the neutral site game every year. I like it. I think it's cool. Mm. Anyway, so they're going to. Uh, They'll be down there. The line on this, though, Georgia's 7-0. Florida's 4-3 going into this. Georgia's a 22-and-a-half point favorite. Over-unders at 56-and-a-half. Florida's 4-3. They've been Jekyll and Hyde. You know, this team has looked really good at times, and they have looked bad at times. So you really don't know what Florida you're going to get. Georgia's going to win this game. I like Georgia to win the game, period. They're going to win. But 22 and a half is a big spread. That's a lot of points. We're talking about four scores minimum. I got to take the points. I got not big, not big. Two and a half, two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. I'm going to take the 22 and a half points with 2.222 stars. <laughs> but I like Georgia to win the game. All right. Uh, Missouri's going to play South Carolina. 
Missouri actually leads this all-time series seven to five. Um, they've won three straight against South Carolina. South Carolina's five and two. Missouri's three and four. South Carolina's minus four. That feels like an insult to me to South Carolina. They're in Williams Bryce at home, where they shot the great film ECU. Now nah, I'm with South Carolina. Missouri, you were up 17-0 on Vandy last week, and you held on to win 17-14. Thank you, Vandy, for covering that spread easily. Plus 14 points. Thank you. Nice and easy. Appreciate it. South Carolina, whips A&M last week. Give me, hey, Beaver Ball, baby. Beaver Ball. They're going to 6-2. They've won four straight. Make it five. Give me the Gamecocks, and they cover Oh, there's a game on Rocky Top. The University of Kentucky, 5-2 on the season, ranked number 19 in the country. That's pretty good for Kentucky football. They're going to number three, University of Tennessee, that's 7-0. You know what? I want Tennessee to keep winning. I'm pulling for you. Get to Atlanta. I want to play you again. Ooh, buddy. This is a tale of two completely opposite teams. Let's look at how their offenses and defenses rank. Um, right now, Kentucky's defense ranks 14th in the country. It's not bad. Tennessee's defense ranks 103rd in the country in total defense. That's not good. But Tennessee has the number one total offense. And Kentucky has the 84th total offense. So, the over-unders at 62.5. Tennessee's a 12.5 point favorite. I think the Volunteers roll big. I could see this game being 42-21. to 21. That's barely covering the over. You're scared of the backdoor cover. Now it's 21. You'd have eight and a half points, but still, you're nervous about it. Tennessee and the over. Taking the balls. Who? Oh, Ole Miss against AM. The lane train got derailed last week down there in Baton Rouge, as Vegas told you they would. What did I tell you? When a ranked team plays an unranked team, and the unranked team's favorite, especially when they're at home, we take the unranked team. We listen to Vegas. Some of y'all didn't. And by some of y'all, I mean more bets were placed on Ole Miss Moneyline than anything else in Vegas. By some of y'all, I mean a lot of y'all. And thank you, because you brought it down to a pick-up. Well, I took it again. And LSU won. So Ole Miss sitting at 7-1. A&M sitting at 3-4, coming out their loss at South Carolina. Had three more freshman players that were five stars and four stars suspended uh, violation of team rules is all that's being officially said. The rumor is that they were smoking weed in the locker room after the loss. Yeah, whatever. And A&M's in shambles. Um, but Ole Miss is only a two-point favorite. It's at A&M. Ole Miss hadn't really seen a lot of big places on the road, but they saw Death Valley last week. A&M, you're not Death Valley. A&M leads this all-time series 9-2. Make it 9-3 because the lane train gets back on track, shifts gears, and that running game travels. Ole Miss goes to 8-1. They cover. 
not touching the over under in that one. Arkansas and Auburn. Arkansas is four and three. Auburn's three and four. How about this? Auburn leads this series 19, 11, and one. Auburn has won six straight. Which isn't hard to believe when you think about how bad Arkansas was. The fact that Auburn beat them last year is probably the most surprising out of all that. Arkansas is a three and a half point favorite going down to that voodoo trap in Jordan Hare. I think Auburn's quit. I think they've given up. I'm going to take Arkansas. I'm laying the three and a half. Suey Hog, let's go. Now, Thursday night games. We got some games tonight. Today ended it. All right, Wednesday night's over. It's Thursday morning now. And starting today, we have 27 straight days of football. All right, now Sunday, Monday, Thursday, you know, you'll have the NFL. But every day of the week, there's going to be football for the next 27 days. Savor the flavor. Put, strap up the chin strap. Put it on tight because we're about to get, it's go time. And right at the end of that, as it starts to tail off, that's when the World Cup shows up. And oh, buddy, we're in that time. We're in that time, college football, NFL, the World Series. You got NHL and the NBA is starting. The only good thing about the NBA, the Lakers have started 0-4. Ha, 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 ha. That's it. There's your NBA highlight. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, LeVon. Ha, 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 ha. Goodbye. Anyway, the NHL started. You got the EPO, you got Champsy, you got the World Cup coming up. Oh, it's all going. It's all going. Oh, it's great. I love this time of year. Thursday night, Voltec against number 24, NC State. Uh, NC State's a 13 and a half point favorite. That seems about right. I'm rolling with NC State. Uh, number 14, Utah, who I've been on big all year long. They've let me down twice. Uh, they're playing Washington State on the road. You know what? Utah, minus the seven. I'm with you, baby. Let's go. The other Thursday night game, uh, not a ranked team, but it's on Thursday, so I'll give it to you. Ooh la la. Goes to Hattiesburg, Mississippi to play the University of Southern Miss. Ooh la la's a one-point favorite. No, sir. You don't walk into Hattiesburg on Thursday night and kick the doors in and walk away with a win. Brent Farm might walk through that door. Because, you know, tickets are like $4 because it's Hattiesburg. Anyway, um, he might buy the stadium, have a private showing. You know, just watch the game himself. If I had his money, I would. Anyway, uh, just me and my buddies. We'd be the only fans. And the bands, you know. Be pretty cool. Probably have a lot of pretty mad alumni, but, you know, whatever. They'll get over Um Anyway, Southern Miss, I like them to win the game tomorrow. They're going to do it. So, there you go. Friday, uh, no, 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 sorry. Let me jump on ahead here. Saturday, uh, Ohio State, Penn State. This line's Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Look, it's in Happy Valley. This is number two in the country, going to number 13 in the country. Penn State, six and one. And we're treating them like they're a scrub you. Because Michigan handled them by running. Okay. On the road, right? Now, give me Penn State plus the 15 and a half. Not big, not big, real light. Two and a half, two and a half stars. But I'm with I'm with Penn State. TCU ranked number seven. They're seven and zero. 
They're at West Virginia. I hate the 11 a.m. at West Virginia time zone change, all that stuff. They're minus seven and a half. I don't care. Dugan and the boys at TCU got it rolling. Give me TCU and the over. Um, Notre Dame, Syracuse. Notre Dame's four and three. Number 16, Syracuse, six and one. After that heartbreaking loss where we all thought they were going to knock Clemson off and they weren't able to do it. But now they're back at home in the dome. Two and a half point favorites. It's Notre Dame on the jersey. They will get their attention. Syracuse wins this game. Look out. Number eight, Oregon, six and one. Uh, they're going to Cal, who's three and four. Wow, Oregon. Ever since that first game of the year, y'all look pretty good. Oh, that's right. You were playing Georgia from the SEC. And since then, you've been playing Pac-12. We don't play defense. Makes sense. They're a 17-point favorite. Yeah, I like Oregon. They're going to run it up. OK State sent a 6-1. K-State, uh, number 22 in the country, 5-2. And, and K-State is a point-and-a-half favorite at home. OK, Vegas, I hear you. Number 22, favorite over number 9? Hmm. I'll take it. I'll take K-State. Not big. I'm three stars on that. Three stars on that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with uh, K-State. They're much better at home. They have been the past few years. Me and Fisher have talked about that a few times. When they're at home, they're a much better team. I like K-State. Uh, Wake Forest going to Louisville. Uh, number 10, Wake. They're 6-1. Louisville's 4-3. Uh, Wake's only a, a four, I'm sorry, a three-and-a-half point favorite. I like Wake. Let's go. Illinois, 6-1. Seven-and-a-half point favorite at Nebraska. Yeah, it's Illinois. Illinois is the number one total defense in the country. And people are shocked by that. No one, why? Y'all do know that it was Lovey Smith that was the coach who just got fired from there this year. He recruited this team. Y'all don't think Lovey Smith could put together a defense? Get out of here. Yeah, Illinois. In a low-scoring affair, they still cover seven and a half. Cincinnati, ranked number 20 in the country, playoff team a year ago, sending 6-1. They go down to Central Florida, who's 5-2, unranked. Uh-oh. Central Florida is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. What do we do? Ranked team, unranked team. At home, we drop the hammer on UCF. Cincinnati goes down. UCF wins and covers. Um, the uh, USC, Arizona, USC 6-1. Arizona three and four, USC's a fifteen and a half. Yeah, we like USC here. It's it's USC. Michigan State sit at three and four, number four, Michigan at seven and oh. 23 point favorites. Yep, seems about right. I would actually have laid like twenty-nine. Uh I think Michigan big in this game. Pitt is at four and three. They're taking on number twenty-one, UNC. UNC's a three-point favorite at home. I got to go with NC, UNC, baby, Chapel Hill. Uh, Stanford sitting at three and four, UCLA at six and one. Number 12, UCLA is a 16 and a half point favorite, and for a reason, it's UCLA. All right, I'm going to jump over to the NFL real quick. This one's not going to be long. There's only one game this week that has two teams with a winning record. All right? And if you just look at the lineup of games of what people said before the season, you go, oh, it'd be this or this or this. Nope. It's not the Packers and Bills. The 
Packers are three and four. They're not over five hundred. It's not Cincinnati, Cleveland. It's not Chicago, Dallas. Haha, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, of course not. It's the Giants and Seahawks. What? What? The Giants are six and one. The Seahawks are four and three. And guess what? The Seahawks are a three-point favorite for a reason. At home. Yep. Give me Seattle. I'm rolling with them. The Bears coming off that big Monday night win. Uh, but then today they trade Quinn. I don't know what, what they're doing. Tanking? What are they doing? Did we play too well? Because he was in the backfield and you trade your linebacker that had 18 sacks a year ago that wreaked havoc in the backfield all night on Monday night for a fourth-round draft pick to the Eagles. The rich get richer and the Bears get worse. Do not touch this Cowboys-Bears game. Nine and a half, don't touch it. Uh, Roquan Smith was literally in tears. He was doing his interview today when he found out about the trade. And his his teammate, his linebacker, you know, his partner in crime is traded away. He was literally emotionally, visibly upset. Nah, love from that game. Vegas, finals one and a half against New Orleans. Yep, Vegas. Eight, five-star lock of the week. ATL, minus four and a half against Carolina. ATL gets it done. Um, Philadelphia, minus ten and a half against Pitt. Ooh, I don't like that line being bigger, but it cannot go against Philadelphia. I'll take the Eagles. Uh, Dolphins, the Lions. Dolphins, minus three and a half. Tua, I like it. Go get it. In Detroit. Minnesota, minus three and a half against Arizona. Uh, the over under is 49. Give me the over. But watch out for Arizona. I'm, I'm going to go one and a half stars to Arizona. All right? Not big on it, but I think they get it. Uh, the Patriots and the Jets. The Patriots are three and four. The Jets are five and two. This is in New York, or actually New Jersey, where they play their games. And the Patriots are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Mac Jones will start. Mac Jones will be the starter. He will play. Last week, they, they knew before the game they were going to use both quarterbacks. Everybody made it out like he lost his job. No, he didn't. His ankle wasn't fully healed. He tried to go. And then they were going to alternate back and forth. But then once the Bears had the big lead and the game was out of hand, no, you rest him. They should have started him last week. They put him back in there early. Now he's got more rest. He's, the ankle should be good to go. Give me Mac Jones. Give me a Damian Harris. Give me the Pats. Um, speaking of Alabama players, King Derrick Henry has started picking it up in Tennessee. They're at 4-2. and two. They're playing 1-4-1 one, and one Houston. They're only a two-point favorite. It's a gift. When Vegas gives you a gift, you eat. All right? Just like King Henry will this week, you eat. Tennessee, big. Uh, Washington and Indy Indy's a three point favorite I don't like that game, I'm not touching it uh, The Packers are three and four Against the five and one Bills The Bills are an 11 point favorite Here's the thing, over under is only 47 and a half That's low That seems low to me A lot Give me Kansas City all day I mean, I'm sorry, Kansas City Give me Buffalo Bills all day And the over um, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Cincinnati four and three, Cleveland's two and five. Cincinnati's a three and a half point favorite. They're going in the right direction. Uh, Cleveland is not. Give me Cincinnati to cover that one. All right, boys.
that's my time. That was the notebook hitting the ground. So the time is up. I've got to go home. I've got to get a nap. i got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. It's Thursday. Starting a big weekend uh, here at Unique. Got Calvin Webster on stage tomorrow night. A little old school back for you. Uh, Aaron and Kane are back on uh, Friday. And I want to say it's Andre and them on Saturday. But honestly, I'm not sure right now. Um, either way, it's going to be a good time. Going to have great drink specials. Halloween weekend. Oh, Halloween. Where the good girls go slutty and the sluts go all out. Our, uh, our Halloween party will be Monday, by the way, because that's when Halloween is. Now, we're going to decorate and we're going to, you know, whatever. If you want to come in just so, that's cool. But our actual party is Monday night. That's when the staff will all be dressed and we'll be going because, you know, that's Halloween. I'm also going to open my presents on December 25th because that's Christmas Day. Call me crazy. Guess what day I'm eating turkey and dressing? Yep, you nailed it. Good job. Anyway, that is my time. As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to school. Play to win. And when you get married, make the damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Cole.